0: Alright, Say, good morning. Let us begin. So, we're picking up in today's Mishnah Yomi. Really beautiful Mishnah. It's Perek Beyes, Mishnah is through Hay, chapter 2, Mishnah is 4 through 5. So, Mishnah Dalid says as follows. It's mm-hmm. an interesting case. Now, remember again, we spoke about in the previous Mishnah the need for kavono. The need for concentration when one recites Shema. Now the truth is, although ideally one should have Kavana for the entirety of Shema, just like one should have Kavana for the entirety of davening, at the end of the day for Shema, as long as one has Kavana for the first line, Shema Yisrael HaShem al HaShem Echad, that first line in which one is accepting the yoke of heaven, a relationship with Hashem. One is yotze. So therefore, again, the Mishnah says as follows: Workers, workers who are working in a tree, a roshan nidbach. Nidbach means they're building a wall. So what's the halacha? They are allowed to read Shema without coming down from the tree or without coming down from the wall. The logic behind it is that since Kriya Shema really only requires a very short window of kavana of concentration. They could even muster up that requisite concentration on the top of the tree, or on the top of where they are working. Excuse me. However, this is different than Shmona Esrei. Shmona Esrei, one would not be permitted to daven on the tree or on the top of the wall because since Shmona Esrei requires a prolonged kavana, we'll get into that later on. It requires a more prolonged concentration. We assume that one cannot muster up that prolonged concentration when standing in a tree or when standing on a wall. Fascinating halacham. So now, what we see is something very interesting. The concept that one who is osik mitzvah, one who is engaged in the performance of a mitzvah, we have a general concept in halacha, of osik patu mitzvah. When you are engaged in the performance of one mitzvah, you are exempt from the performance of a different mitzvah. A chasan, interesting enough, who gets married, he... He's what we call preoccupied with a mitzvah. What's the mitzvah? B'yarishon, the first act of relations. That the consummation of the marriage is in and of itself a mitzvah. And therefore the Mishnah says, mm-hmm. A chassan is pater from Kriashma. On the first night that he gets married, Ad Matzei Shabbos, until Matzei Shabbos. Now the Gemara explains that traditionally, they would marry on a Wednesday night. That's for a whole variety of different reasons. So therefore, again, it's Wednesday night, Thursday night, Friday night, Matsya Shabbos. Hassan has first four nights that he, that he is exempt from Kriyashma, Imla Asam if he did not consummate the relationship. Because the assumption is that during those evenings, he's going to be preoccupied with the mitzvah, and therefore, again, what we call the tirda de mitzvah, the preoccupation with the mitzvah, exempts him from kriyashma. So we'll say this is a, this is a concept in halacha that applies not just by kriyashma, but applies in general by mitzvot. That osik be mitzvah patra When you are engaged in the performance of one mitzvah, by definition, you are exempt from other mitzvot. So the Mishnah tells a story. One time rabbi gamliel, he got married, he got married, and he said shema the night, his wedding night. He said shema the night, his wedding night, his students said to him, "Lodi maratina rabenu, lodi maratana rabenu. So students were surprised because they said, "Rabbi, Rabbi, didn't you teach us that a chasan is pater from kriashma the night that he gets married? Right? Wasn't that the halacha that you taught us? So this is so beautiful." Amrullah so Rabbi Gamliel responds I'm not going to listen to you To lose out or to negate The mitzvah of accepting the yoke of heaven Even for one moment So it's a very interesting exchange Very interesting so, so again on one hand you have Rabbi Gamliel having taught his students This halacha as espoused in the previous part of the Mishnah Namely again that a chassan is exempt from Kriyashma on the night of his wedding. Yet Rabbi Gamliel himself saying Kriyashima on the night of his wedding, being confronted from by his students, and also Rabbi Gamliel getting a little bit defensive, saying, "I'm not going to listen to you to lose out on the mitzvah of Kriyashima one night." So, you see a number of very interesting things. It appears based on this that Rabbi Gamliel's understanding was as follows: You know, in halacha. When we say that you're potter from something, there are two different ways of understanding potter, exempt. There can be what's called a forced pater. In other words, that you're potter and you, you don't have a right to fulfill the mitzvah. In other words, Chazal said, don't do it, don't do it. But they framed it as an exemption. Or sometimes what exemption means is you don't have to, but what? But what? If you want to, you can... So Rabbi Gamiliel seemed to feel that it, in this case it was the latter. That Halokha Maïsa Hassan is putter from Kriyashma, he's exempt, but it's not a forced exemption. In other words, if the Hassan feels that he can muster up the requisite kavana, he is permitted to do so. So therefore Rabbi Gamiliel felt that he could muster up the requisite kavana, and therefore Halokha Lameisah, he felt that he should be able to say Kriyashma. I'll say it also, and I'll end with this, it's quite beautiful also to reflect on the way Rabbi Gamliel related to the Mitzvah, right? The idea of, any So you can hear in the words of Rabbi Gamliel, Rabbi Gamaliel felt that how could I lose out on this incredible privilege? Right? I have an opportunity to say I'm not going to lose out on this exceptional privilege. mi many How can I be how could I negate it? How could I lose out on it? And what a way to look at mitzvos. What a beautiful way to look at mitzvos! Sometimes, unfortunately, we look at our religious responsibilities as just that. Responsibilities. Kind of things that I bear around on my shoulder. But we forget that the ability to serve HaKadosh Baruch Hu through Torah and mitzvos it's a schos. It is such an overwhelming and beautiful privilege. And you see that, Rabbi Gamliel. How could I lose out on the privilege? How could I lose out on the opportunity? Look at he writes, Levato, Afilu, Sha, Achos. Even, now, by the way, shah, we often translate as, how, as, as an hour, but shah really also means a moment. How can I lose out on the opportunity to perform such a precious mitzvah, even for one moment? All right, so we'll stop over here for today. Emirat Hashem, we will continue tomorrow with mishnai's Vavin and Zayin. Shkayach, everyone.